0: Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carleen Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution and your host. And I am fielding, this is the fifth episode on brain injuries and what we've experienced and how it's worked in our lives. Keep in mind as we as I'm sharing some of these, um, he suffered his brain injury in 1994. They didn't have the understanding and the growth and the, um, the grand and great advancements in understanding brain injuries in 1994 they didn't have it today they do so keep that in mind as um, I share some of my answers that uh, some of these things in early 1994 we were just getting into the AOL that you could do email we didn't have this grand internet and research and all of those things so that's my little disclaimer right before let's see what the questions are Are there any activities he should avoid to reduce the risk of further damage to his brain? Yeah, pretty much anything. Anything that's going to get him into another accident. But, but he's a real man living a real life and he's got limitations. And I say, now I say, do, go do, do what you need to do, do what makes you happy. So he has, um... You know he went to school. he tried to go to school. He did that. Um, he's volunteered. He's worked little jobs, not little jobs, but um, jobs that he wasn't he used to work in Hollywood for heaven's sakes. He used to be a you know a high roller in sales and um, super successful. And so when I say little jobs, I don't mean little as in insignificant. I mean little as in not what he used to do. But um yeah, you just you, I don't want him hurt anymore. And it's interesting because in August of 2021 he was in a rollover accident, you guys. Unbelievable. And this man came home completely different again. So in 94, I married a man in whatever year I married him, in the 80s. And then he had his accident, 94, brought him home a different person. And then he had another accident in 2021, brought him home so different. It's, it's crazy. I have joked with him that I've been married to three men. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to decide who I like. Not that I, they would come back or if I liked him or not liked him. But anyway, um, it is what it is. That's where we're at. So, what methods of therapy can be used to help manage symptoms associated with this, your husband's brain injury? Um, there are some methods of slowing the pace of um, breathing exercises, those kinds of things. My husband does not subscribe to those for him personally. He sees the, the value in it for other people, but not for him. And probably it's because he's just some, he's got a little bit of his own arrogance. Keep in mind that brain injuries don't change necessarily. Um, sometimes I think it just accentuated some of his features like that one. (laughs) Um, so some of the things that we do, because there are things that you can go and you can, a lot of them is breathing exercises or, um, making lists, uh, putting an alarm on your phone so that it reminds you to do things. Those are some of the things that can be done, and my husband won't subscribe to any of them, which uh, just comes from, that comes from who he is and who he's been. But for us, it is, um, sometimes it's repeating what I need to repeat or asking him, did you, and asking him to kind of replay what he saw or what he knows he needs to do. So what is it that you're going to get at the store? That might be something I'd say. Um, what did you hear when they were talking about this? How did you, how did you see that playing out? You know, um, when they said that, when they, when the person was speaking and they said X, what did you think? So I, I walked through a lot of that with him um, when he was in his accident uh, in August of 2021. Um, he was really scared, um, getting in the car and which is interesting because he wasn't scared after his 94 accident, but he was after his 21 accident and I didn't know it. Um, and of course, because he didn't share it, he was doing that guy thing, didn't share it. And I pick up on some little nuances, like he would shift in the his seat or his breathing would change. And that's how like dialed in I have become to this man. And maybe a lot of women or spouses are doing that anyway, but I have really dialed into that because, uh, you know, working with somebody in this capacity, um, that that was the call sheet. That was the list of prerequisites is that you had to be willing to pay attention. And was I willing to do that? Yeah, I was. You know, I have an option. I can leave the relationship, you're right. But here's the thing, I'm gonna get a a bag of tricks with the next guy or with the next date or with the next interaction with somebody who's gonna play a a fool's game with me. Um, And how did I wanna cope with that? So, yeah this is the this is the thing I signed up for and this is the one I was willing to work with. So yes, I paid attention to some of those things and he became very nervous about driving after the 21 accident. So I would just talk to him. I would ask him about it and walk it through and find out how he was feeling about it. And he later said, like a year later, he said, you have no idea how much you've helped me um be able to cope and work through my worry and fear of driving or or even being a passenger in a car and it was just part of the process that i've learned over the years so when his accident happened in 2021 i already it was a way different experience than the first time it happened and the first time it happened we didn't understand it we didn't know what was happening i couldn't talk through anything because i was too busy reacting to everything i just had a baby um, you know, five days after his accident that I was caring for, that was baby number six. I still had stuff I had to do. And during that pro- process, he, we had lost, he was the sole wage earner. We had lost all our income there. And so I then took on a full-time job while I was pregnant with baby number seven. And I mean, it was freaking a hot mess, <laughs> just hot mess. But this last time I was just able to ask him questions and walk through it and um, when I was driving, I would, I would feel him and I'd say, and, and I'd say openly, I'd say, I'm going to slow down. Cause I I can feel you. I think you're nervous. And he'd go, okay, good. Um, and I'd slow down. I did not care. I could be on the freeway and I would slow down to go 60. Um, now some of them are 55, but this particular freeway that we travel on is 70, 70 is the speed. And I would just say, you know what? I'm going to slow down for you. How does that feel? And I'd ask him as I'm driving, like if I was going around a curve, because you know how when you're going around curves, um, cars tend to kind of go from side to side because they're, they're, you know, managing the curve. So as I was going around a curve, I'd say, Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Do I need to slow down more? And we just walk through it and he'd say, wow, you know, or, a, a. white truck. Cause that's what I, he got in the accident with or white truck would drive by and he'd, he'd flinch, you know, and I'd say, Oh, or I'd say, Hey, there's a, there's a white truck coming up. Um, and, and I would do that so much different, so very different from the time before. And so he's been able to manage it a lot different, a lot. Is that even right? A lot different, more different. Ugh, I can't even think right now. Anyway, It's been different for his recovery since the 2021 accident than it was in the 94 accident. So there you go. And I spent too much time maybe answering these questions, but I hope it helps. If you ever have a question, just ask.